Thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, Girls in Business. Girls in Business, as I am sure you are already well aware, is essentially a networking event set up for business and career-minded women where we upskill, share experiences, and get inspired, which works in really well with today's episode around authentic value. You know I am all about this and I cannot wait to attend the next event at the end of March. I would love to see you guys there. Head to the link in my description to grab your tickets. Otherwise, let's get on with the episode. Thanks again, Girls in Business. See you in March. Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. Today I am here with Finn, founder of two amazing businesses, Flat Essentials and Ellen Ave. And we're counting Ellen Ave as a business even though I'm not. I was about to say, is that a business? I feel like I would count it as a business or a big project. Do you want it to be a business? Eventually, yeah, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, another stream of income. Yeah. Okay. You said two businesses and I was trying to think of the other thing. <laughs> You're like, what like, oh. else have I done? I was like, I know I've got Flat Essentials, but what's the other one? <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. Really appreciate your time. Um, obviously, you, well, if you follow the Instagram, you've probably seen that I've been on Alan Ave, um, soon to be the second time. Not sure when that'll be released, but check month out. from now. Yeah. Check out Finn's Insta. Literally them. a month from now because this comes out next week. It does. And our one comes out. A month, month after, after that. Quick maths. There you <laughs> go. Um, so today I wanted to bring Finn on because there's one specific topic that I honestly feel you're like a professional on. And that is sharing authentic value. And it's funny because Finn actually asked me what that meant before we started. She sent me, okay, she sent me a message and she's like, I want to talk to you about authentic value. And I was like, bro, what are you even talking about? Like, what even, it's so fancy. I don't even know what that means. If you follow Alan Av or you're in the Collective Wisdom Facebook group, is that what it's called? Mm. Yeah. Mm. You would know that the standard and the quality of learnings and value that come out of those resources are really high that is why I wanted to get Finn on because I feel like he can share a lot around that and especially if you're building up your own project like a podcast or even if you're just trying to um, learn more throughout your life I reckon Finn will have some really cool thoughts to share on how we can do that and his approach to shared experiences and value as a whole so anyway this is why why everyone loves you eh? (laughs) Because you just get like a 30 second like butter them up. Like I'm feeling so good right now after that. <laughs> like that was so nice. I'm like, oh wow, I am the man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you think you're confident now. Well, I haven't even really asked you to say hello and how are you, but hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very you good? well. You sweet? I'm so well. Yeah. Very excited. Thanks so much for having me. We've it's been right. talking about it for like half a year. Yeah, yeah. It's actually been a long time coming. I was supposed to get you on ages ago, but I just always end up having these massive backlogs of episodes, which is great, um, but obviously it takes some time to get through it. So I'm glad that you can be here now. Um, I thought we could start with you just telling us a little bit about yourself, the old classic, but um, a bit of an overview classic. of you as a person and then Alan Ave, Flat Essentials, and I know you've got a few other things going on on top of that as well. So give us the Finn overview. Yeah, I'll give a little overview of what I'm doing, yeah. what I'm doing. It's buzzy, eh? Like, you can, like, I knew this was coming, and you told me this was coming, but still it comes, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> um, kia ora, everyone. My name is Finn. 
Finn Barnett. I am 20 years old, live in Auckland. I'm finishing university this year, starting at AUT. That's a good one to start with, nice and safe mm, one. Love AUT. Um, finishing off a double degree, uh, sport and exercise science, and a Bachelor of Business as well. Um, that's the uni. I started a business called Flat Essentials with my mate Daniel as well through university. And what we do there is basically save students and flats a whole lot of time and money and admin. Um, if you've heard of EcoStore or um, Green Cane Paper or EcoBags, all those sort of eco-friendly household brands, what we do is we sell that at, at wholesale prices. So save a lot of money and we deliver it to your doorstep as well. So that's the business. Started that just over a year ago. Mm. Heaps of pivots along the way, heaps of learning along the way. Definitely not anywhere um, near where we want to be yet, but... Um, on the journey for sure. Um, Alanav, I run a podcast called Alanav, um, talking to young people doing really cool, amazing things, whether it's business or sports or just sharing their journeys through life. I think um, some of the conversations I've had have been pretty cool so far. There's definitely a lot more to come. So there's that business, podcast, uni. I'll work as a trainer at F45 at the Mo, And then the last thing would be I'm a touch player. I play a little bit of touch as well here and there. So, yeah, that's me. That's an overview. That's great. That's so cool. And I think you're pretty humble about the whole flat essentials thing, but I feel like that's a super revolutionary idea that will literally change young it's people's lives. It's a pretty awesome idea. Like, it's pretty good. It's just it's a matter of executing it. It's such a good it. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a good idea. I just gotta, we just got to execute it, which is what we're we're trying to find what we're trying to do at the moment, like in terms of nailing the execution. Because, yeah. yeah, like you can talk to everyone and everyone will be like, it's a mean idea, but mm. there's a very big difference between having a good idea and executing a good totally. idea. So. And probably upscaling something like that, I can imagine, yeah. would be a bit harder than... Yeah, and then like, you know, trying to seems. trying to get the product to market fit first before you even scale it. Like, mm. there's no point growing and growing and growing and trying to get heaps of customers when like your actual service is trash. Mm. So... Yeah, heaps of learning and heaps of sort of playing around with that at the moment. Yeah, good on you guys for actually just, I don't know, going about it the right way by almost taking your time and not just trying to rush to get it out there for the sake mm. of it because I think that'll benefit you guys when it actually comes to to that scaling part because it won't just be like you're out of your depth really quick. Well, that's what happened when we first launched last year. I was stressing out and like I put a lot of pressure on myself with things. Mm. Um, but we like set a date that we were going to like launch and then a few things like naturally as they do in business and life, you know, you plan something like you can't ever plan anything. Mm. Um, but we're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll start this day. We'll go this day and, and this is how we'll do it. And not, not to, not to dotting the T's and the I's, but um, then a few things happened and we couldn't do it. And then we had to push it back. And I was like, oh, I'm a failure. And I was like, oh, well, you know, like to be honest, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, like the whole world doesn't actually really care that much. Like no one's going to notice that much. No one's going to be affected that much if you take some pressure off yourself and get things right before you yeah. put them out there. The first thing I wanted to chat to you about is what is your definition of adding value? Adding value, eh? Just, well, that's what it is, giving value. I think um, that's a good question. Whether it's sharing your um, experiences whether it's sharing your knowledge, perhaps your network or even your resources with someone someone else that needs those um, and positively impacting them, I think that's adding value, whether it's like in a sporting environment, for example, like um, coaching someone in a position 
that doesn't have as much experience to help them get as good as you or whether it's in a business environment like if you know someone that can help someone out being like oh bro like I know this person let me do that that's adding a bit of value to someone and adding a bit of value to their life or their project or whatever they're working on so that's a bit of, bit of adding value yeah mm. and so you do that a lot through LNAV um, specifically and like do you have a certain way you like to go about doing things over on LNAV or is it more about just getting people on that you think will be interesting and then running with the conversation I keep it pretty chill I was talking about it before like pretty mm. pretty chill I don't like to um, come off too like intellectual because then it takes away like you've talked about this before as well like takes away from the relatability of it totally um, but you, you pretty much said it like I just get on people that I think are really interesting people that are doing some really cool and amazing things and um then i just pick their brains like it's alan have sort of like a two-pronged thing um when i left i did like a year contract at sport new zealand and when i left well even when i was when i was there still my boss was like oh you should sit down with someone um once a week and have a coffee and just pick their brains someone in a like that's done something you haven't or someone in the industry and like just start networking start learning off other people start like you know growing yourself and then so when I left, I was like, oh, like if I, for example, with this podcast did that, that's letting me have conversations with people and pick their brains and like see what they've done, see their experiences. And then it also helps me share that with other people that are interested too. It's the best networking tool, I reckon. Yeah, eh? go to. It's honestly so mean. Mm, especially because I, I also like received that same piece of advice around reaching out to people. Or, and I was always the type of person that loved to sit down and, in air quotes, like have a coffee with someone and chat mm. over their life and pick their brain or whatever. But not everyone has all the time in the world to do that for everyone. So when you come from the angle of having a podcast, sometimes it can um, be, I don't know, it probably just changes the person's perspective on the conversation a bit. And then you can also just dive deep straight away, which I love. And the best part is being able to share that with more than one person. So everyone gets the value out of that conversation. Straight as well. up, eh? Hey? Like, mm. If like with some of the people that I know really well, like some of my good mates that have come on, I said to them after, I said to them during, I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like I know you really well. Like we're really good mates, but like <laughs> I would never talk to you on this deep of a level about. Yeah. Something. I would never like ask you about this experience and how this was for you, and like ask you for your practical tips because I just sound like an idiot. Like I would never like do that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, you never phrase it like but that. But because it's the podcast, like I can fully just put it under that and be like, oh, bro, like what are your tips for doing this? How yeah. do you do? And I can just fully pick their brain under totally. the pretense of a, like it gives me all the value and it gives everyone else all the value too. Yeah, adding value, as you would say. Adding value—that's mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> the word value is going to be so overdone in this episode, yeah. but whatever. That's I what feel it's like titled. So, um, and then I wanted to take it back to the Facebook group because, obviously, well, not obviously if you're not in it, but it's run really differently <laughs> to so many other Facebook groups out there. So, what was your original idea with that? Why have you started it? And like, what's the vision for that? Before I answer that, are you in heaps of other groups? Yes. Yeah, because you said it was real different, and I was wondering what you found different about it. Well, are you in heaps of other groups? No, nah, like I'm like I joined your one to see like because I, I fully yeah, just, there's I, not much going on there. Sorry, I fully, <laughs> <laughs> I fully made the group because I was like I like I and I'll talk about it soon. Like I had a few reasons behind it, and I knew a couple benefits would come out of it. But I'd never really been in groups before, other than like for my touch teams. Right. So I had no clue. Like I was searching up like how to run a good Facebook group. Really, and, like, just random stuff like that. Like. So I had no sort of benchmark. So it's interesting that you have been in a few and then like, you know. Yeah, well, most of the Facebook groups I've been in have been like heaps of people will um, write, they'll make posts and then they'll reply 
but it'll be for the benefit of the person posting. So I'm Mm. looking for someone who's doing this or like I need this or can anyone recommend me, blah, blah. But your group, it's not really like that. It's more... I focus on giving value to the person. Yeah. Rather than to myself. Yeah. It's more focused on like the people who will be interacting with the post rather than the person who's posting themselves. So you want the what, why, and the how. Yeah. So collective uh, wisdom. I was (laughs) thinking group there. (laughs) Yes, nice. There it is. (laughs) Collective wisdom is the Facebook group that I made for Ellen Ave. Um, And in terms of what it is, it's pretty much just like a group for people to brainstorm, bounce ideas um get help and as the name sort of says like share their thoughts on stuff share their experiences add a bit of value to everyone and build what my boss fully stole it from my boss didn't come up myself build like a collective wisdom because hmm. like by yourself you're one person right like you only have your thoughts you only have your perspectives you only have your experiences but um if you start like seeing how other people think and listening to other people like talk about their views and their experiences like you can start using that to build your own wisdom and your own like knowledge you know yeah so like building that collective wisdom so that's what it is how i do it at the moment is um probably once a week give or take like i myself or i'll prompt someone or someone just naturally will just put something up and it'll just spark a conversation for everyone to chuck their thoughts on and get everyone thinking and and people are giving like lengthy replies in this mm. group. It's not just the old two word, word, it's all good. Yeah. They're full on replies and then people will be interacting with the replies. And I feel you kind of feel if you're going to comment, you want to comment something of substance because yeah. everyone's commenting something of substance. Well, so. that's like how I wanted to make it from the start as well. And I sort of made it clear when I made the group, I was like, you know, like if you're in here, don't be a ghost. Like don't just like it's all good to like watch what people say, but like if you have thoughts on something, don't just like leave it on scene. Like actually go in and interact and like because that's what the purpose of the group is for. And yeah. if you're not here for that, then like to be honest, you may as well leave because you're not gonna help anyone or yourself. He's savage. Um. Yeah. Like I well, I didn't say <laughs> no, like that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. For but sure. The like when you think about groups or communities, like. I saw this diagram once, it was really cool, and it was like, um, I can't remember the actual name, but like, you know, there's like a page, for example, or, or like, you could almost look at it as a dictatorship where someone or like a person or a group or a page is just putting information, and it's delivered from that person directly to the group, and so the interaction is between that person and the group. Mm. It's not really a community, whereas a community is like all the members of that said group interacting with one another interacting with the post itself and so that's what i tried to do like rather than having me just posting stuff like i wanted people to actually start talking to each other and build the community because that's that's the aim of it um and i suppose that's the why as well like i just wanted to help people like i just wanted to help people grow their wisdom and provide a platform for people to share their thoughts and ideas like on a on a deeper level than like commenting on instagram posts and stuff like i feel like a facebook group is the perfect place for it Mm, yeah i agree and to give people an idea if say they're listening and they really want to get a part of this group now like what actually (laughs) goes on within the group what do we chat about in there there's a lot of business sort of stuff um although it's not like intended to be just business but um for example like the most recent one I think was the clubhouse one where it was like, what are your thoughts on clubhouse? Cause it's like real trendy at the moment. Mm. And then there was another one where it was like, if you could start any business, what would that be? And then rather than people being like, I would start 
like a concrete company, it would be like, I would start like a 3PL company because these are the benefits and opportunities in the space that I can see. And they're like, it's, it's just like a real critical thinking space, you know, like everything is done critically and like you break it down and you think about it and you like pros, cons. It's like a good brainstorming experience as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. And Man, I said I was going to be real chill on here and I feel like I'm going too hard. I <laughs> this need, is the, like, this I is relax, authentically man. you though. You don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. relax. Like this is actually, <laughs> you are really intelligent. No, and I remember I, like I came don't on. Don't play it down. I was like, Sarah, I'm going to be chill as in this. I'm going to be chill. Right now. I <laughs> think it's just because I know you've got such a good podcast that I like don't want to. Oh. sell myself short i gotta put myself out there well know? yeah and you want to be authentic mm. but this is actually what you're like i yeah, feel yeah. so many people might just listen to you once and actually not think that you have all this stuff to say that yeah. you do oh because he's just a regular breather just, <laughs> <laughs> the group sort of goes on beyond the podcast so it, and they're quite complementary oh, of each other yeah. but the group doesn't actually necessarily talk about the podcast so yeah, it's not like we're I'd analyzing to, the episodes yeah have to be perfectly clear and I, that was what I sort of said to myself at the start. Like, it wasn't a place for me to plug the podcast um, because that's what the Instagram's for. Mm. And people who follow me on Instagram, like, at LNF plug, nice. Um, people, like, that's where I post about it, you know? Like, and if people are taking the time to come into um, the group, like, the group is a place for what I've said before, like, to build your collective wisdom to like brainstorm to think it's not a place for me to like promote what i'm doing because that's not the purpose of it um yeah and i talked to you about it the other day like in terms of with your fan base or like building a fan base or like a yeah fan base would probably be the word for it like with your pod oh instagram for example like you got like 3k followers right and you got that's like a massive fan base and then you narrow it down to like your let's say you're 500 to 1000 listeners per episode. Those are the people that care about what you're doing slightly more. Like they actually take that next step down the funnel to engaging with you there. And then places like a Facebook group is a really good effective place to build super fans. People that will follow you on Instagram, listen to your podcast and then go in and brainstorm and interact with all the things that you're doing in there as well. And then those are the type of people that will be always there to support you. Like, no matter what you're doing, like, they'll be like, yeah, you know, because you create so much value, like, intrinsically for them. So that's another why for that um, mm. group. I, I want to ask you the main purpose and the why question around this. Because, so the group and the podcast work really well together to provide value kind of in different ways. So what's the purpose for you fueling, adding value through both of those platforms? Oh, well, like, if I wasn't going to overthink it, like in terms of why why I do it, eh? like why I do the podcast, why I do the group, literally just to share what I'm learning with others. To to put it pretty simply, like the mm. podcast is a real broad platform for that. In terms of you can just consume the content, like you can you can just listen and learn from that, and just pick apart, like take little little golden nuggets of wisdom from the podcast, for example. And then the group itself is more of like a interactive place for you to then like think out loud, pick other people's brands rather than just listen to a podcast, like you can actually go on and like talk to people and like give your ideas, get feedback and like interact on a deeper level in terms of growing your own knowledge. So it's to, it's to grow my knowledge and grow my like network and skill base and experience, but it's to grow other people's knowledge and network and skill base as well. Mm, yeah, because how do you think people can get the most out of that in terms of how they can contribute? 
like can you just listen to the episodes or like what do you think people should do because I feel I have like there's lots of people who may listen to the podcast but there'll be a difference between the people who uh, think that the podcast is a cool idea and those who actually get the most value out of it Mm, it's like anyone who's listening right now already knows what I'm going to say and you already know what I'm going to say and the it's the most cliche but legitimately true thing like anyone could say is to actually put it into action mm. and it's with anything you know like if you want to do something if you want to go on a diet don't say you're going to start on monday that pisses me off when people say that if you want to start a business um guilty no. <laughs> I do, no. like you know like everyone yeah, gets yeah, caught yeah. up in it but like if you want to start a business don't go and like um, buy yourself stationery, make a logo and get a website domain, go and like talk to your customers and like actually start testing your like idea. Mm. If you want to get value out of a podcast, you can listen to a podcast, but if something clicks off in your mind, like write it down and go back to it and be like, why, like, why did that click for me? Or put it into practice. Um, for example, beautiful example was your podcast with, um, the Vintage. Correct. Instagram. Instagram. They talked about content pillars. Mm. Nothing necessarily new, but for me, like I was at a point with, for for example, Fit Essentials, um, where like that was a really good timely reminder. And so what I did was I straight away wrote it down, content pillars, and then I got momentum straight away. I put it into action. I actually put it, put that into action. And I said, okay, what are the content pillars? Okay, um, behind the scenes, product photos, uh, UGC, um, memes, and how tos. Those are going to be my content pillars. Rather than just listening to the podcast and being like, oh, content pillars sounds so cool. Like I went and put it into action. And I think that's how people can get value out of stuff like podcasts. In terms of the group, like instead of just watching and like reading all the comments and the conversation, like jump in on the conversation too. Mm. And I think in some ways it's kind of up to us as well to sort of guide the way to actioning those things. For example, like I do a lot of episodes around KiwiSaver and... um people say one thing I always talk about is being in the right fund like you need to be in the right fund for you um, and it's going to change depending on your goals obviously so how do you find the right fund for you or the right provider even um, an actionable step that I talk about all the time is sorted has a KiwiSaver fund finder which is how I chose the provider I was going to move to um, and the fund mm. I was going to choose and that's like an actionable step that will take two seconds to do but I think we and this is something I both I think we are both actually doing is providing that guidance to the actionable steps because then it just makes the theory mm. stuff you're talking about so much more relevant. Giving like a good call to action. Eh? Yeah, you have to, I think. And I don't think call to actions have to be like the standard, um, like follow this, follow that, like go to the website. Like that's a perfectly good call to action as well. Mm. And it's probably going to build more value for you and like that relationship with that potential customer or in this case, like a listener. It's probably going to build that as well, like because if they actually go and take action from your podcast, they're going to be like, "Oh, this is like the people that I did it from. This is the podcast I did it from." Rather than being like, "Ah, oh, I follow this Instagram page, but it's kind of annoying me now." <laughs> yeah, big question, maybe, but no. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> They've all been pretty easy up until this point, don't you think? I've, I've been like racking my brain trying to give some good. Art. Am I doing? Yeah, all you're right? doing real yeah, well. Okay, good. real well. Uh, so what Wait, if the listeners if you're listening right now just like in your head just give me like a thumbs up or a thumbs down hopefully it's a thumbs up and then we'll continue <laughs> okay yeah mentally picture that people yeah hopefully they will give me a thumbs up i'm sure they did either that or they're not listening anymore. yeah yeah they've tuned out <laughs> they're like fuck this no i'm sure they're not doing that but with the episodes 
what are a few things that what are some things that have just made the biggest impact on you from guests like what are like oh, three things yeah. that you've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. that you've just been like oh yeah um, I'm keeping that so with I me. thought of two last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember one, so I'm going to say the one, and I'm going to hope that by the time I get to the end of it, you remember the next one. Um, one was from Razor, and like that's probably the most. Like it might not even be the best one, but it's the one that always comes to my mind. Um, and Razor was he's a touch black. He plays in the touch. I play touch with him. He um, this is just for context. Um, and coming up through the ranks and touch he was someone that i looked up to a lot and learned a lot from and he was like a men and still is like as like a mentor to me um and so he's you know like he's 30 but you wouldn't think he was 30 like i think one of the biggest things that i've started to learn like podcast related and not over the last six months to a year is that like once you turn like 20, like between that 20 and 30 age, everyone's kind of the same. It's just people have more experience. Totally. Like my sister and I are five years, a, five years apart. But like in terms of, mat- well, I was going to say maturity, getting along and stuff, you know, like we get along just like I do with any one of my mates. But mm. the only difference is, is that she's got like five and a half years more of experience doing stuff than me. She just knows more stuff. She's done more stuff. It's not that she's like older. She's, just, she's done more stuff. And with Razor, like, that's the same thing. Like, he, he's just, like, one of the one of the boys. Like, he's still, like, because heaps of us are turning 21 at the moment, like, him and others will come to a 21st. And you wouldn't be like, oh, Razor's 30. Like, he's just one of the boys. So that was one of the learnings. And then the other one as part of that was that, like, you don't really have to know what you're doing. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like, oh, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. This is my one-year, six-month, three, three-year, five-year goals. But like for example, the dude's thirty, and like he um, he's a really good physio, and I don't think he is anymore. But he was looking at changing careers, and it was fully all good. And I was like, he was telling me about it. I was like, oh, like you could fully be thirty and just like change what you're doing, and like no yeah. one really cares except for you. Like that was like a really big learning for me, and I was sort of like, oh, in terms of thinking about that to myself, um, it became almost like a well, I could do university, and then I could get a job doing this for for a couple of years because that sounds really interesting to me mm. and then I could get a job doing this for a couple of years because it sounds interesting to me I don't have to go into a 60 year career as soon as I finish uni yeah and it's how we all think which is so stressful mm. and I still can't think of that other one I but I that was, a, that <laughs> was like the biggest like biggest couple of things yeah another one would be um holistically as a result of all the guests is that they all of them, with no offense meant, could come off as like real everyday people. Mm. Like if you didn't know them, if you met them in the street, you're like, oh, what's good? Like, sup? Like, you're not like an all black, you're not like a celebrity, you're not a, like whatever, you know? Like no one really knows, but everyone like has a story and everyone's yeah. done some pretty cool stuff for themselves. So um, I think that's been another sort of cool learning that I've sort of come to realize as a result of interviewing all those people is that everyone actually has their own experiences and stories to share. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like that's definitely something I've learned from the podcast as well, that 
you get on people who have these awesome stories and then you even get on people who you think it, you're going to be talking about one thing and then suddenly you go down this other route and find ha. out they've had this whole life story that you didn't even ha. know about. That's happened like a few times where I've been mm. like, I reckon I might talk to them about this and then we fully talk about something else and yeah. I'm like, yo, but this is all good though. Like, it's crazy. Mm. And it helps when you talk to other people in your normal life as well, I feel, because you're asking them all these questions and then suddenly you're learning more about them than you ever thought mm. you would. And everyone has there's that word again, but value to share in value, other areas. Baby. Well, they've just got like experience. Like mm. you were saying, just, I don't know. Everyone experiences life from a different point of view. Yeah. hundred. Mm. So how can others get the most value out of their life? Do you reckon? Like we've kind of spoken about in terms of you can go and seek out other people, have chats with them, pick their brain. I think that's a good, a really good one to remember, but how do you think, how else can people, get the most value out of other people and their own life. What you just said, to be honest, like Mm. go and have yarns, go and have conversations, go and ask people, um, you know, like who have been there before you that like those people, that footsteps you're following, go and ask them like what they did and how they did it. And then take that back and take everything else and use it to form your own conclusions and, um, use it to form like what direction you're going. Like someone might tell you that that's how they did it. And then another person might tell you something different and you might take the good bits out of that. And just the biggest thing is put it into action. Mm. Like if you want to get value out of anything, you've got to buy into it. Like you, like if you want something, you you have to do it yourself. Like no one's going to like hold your hand and do it for you nine times out of 10. So if you want to get value out of anything, I'd just say like, go and learn, go and talk, go and ask and then go and do. Repeat it again. Can you remember that? That was a one-time, one-time Yeah, one-time. Lucky you had that. Go and learn, go and ask, go and do. Go learn, go ask, then go and do. I feel like there was something else, is it? Nah, I think that was it. Well, maybe. I don't don't know. know. We can always listen back. It sounds good, though. People can always just skip back like that 15 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. Nah, I agree. And I think one of the main things so many guests say when they've, I don't know, achieved things that others might want to achieve too they always just say the classic Nike line, just do it. But and it sounds cliche because I know, it pisses me off. Yeah, I like hear it so much. And I, I wish, wish it was a different way I to say. I wish I could say it differently. Yeah, and I wish I had something else to say. But it's purely because it's the easiest thing and the best thing mm. and the most applicable thing, like to say, like taking action. You is don't the next need one. any talent to go and try stuff. Mm. Like you just have to be passionate, or you just have to be interested in it zero talent required so true like there's a whole lot of other practical like tips that you could give but they'd probably take like knowledge or talent or like something mm. else you have to like, believe in yourself as well yeah like just extent. like trying to do something it's like yeah you know yeah because i feel like with you you're not really someone who's afraid necessarily of fucking up or like failure or no to a certain extent you might be I like am. oh maybe this will go wrong but oh well i am but i know that if i do I'll learn a lot from it. Mm. It's like, I'm not like, I'm not going to try and like go out and like fail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Cause obviously I'd rather succeed than fail, but like, I know cause I've already like, you know, like not everything's perfect in life and like things have happened, but like you use that and you like use that for your motivation and you learn from it and you take the learnings and you take that into the next thing going forward. Mm. I, I really want to hear your thoughts on, the future, which is so... The future. <laughs> you're the a family, future. you're a psychic now, but we've been chatting a lot recently about Clubhouse mm. and how <laughs> it seems to be... A, the biggest hype train right now. It is, Clubhouse. yeah. 
and just how that is a really good way to network um because there's not as many people on there and the value you're getting is so high ticket for kind of the buy-in yeah do you know what i think as well why i think it like i'm not gonna say i literally typed it out this morning in the group so i'm i can't be bothered saying all the stuff i said about it and we've already talked about it heaps but like one thing i will say about it that i don't think i've said to you before is the reason i think it's so successful at the moment and like obviously a large user base is like american is obviously they're still in lockdown and like everyone's got zoom fatigue at the moment right like Mm. everyone's on zoom all the time but this is all of a sudden like a new similar thing like way of networking way of talking way of interacting with people socializing because mm. you don't have to show your face i almost feel like and it makes it easier. so niche down yeah like it's so niche down like rather than a, a zoom for example where like you, you're jumping in a meeting at work like this is like you can just jump into like something about i don't know like whatever mm. like it's crazy it's cool yeah you can jump in on anyone's conversation and then that sort of comes back to what we were saying around everyone has a story, everyone has experiences they can share, while Clubhouse is a really good way of actually tapping in on those conversations because mm. it's like you're literally jumping into some random person's combo. Yeah. And you can do that to, like, hundreds of different ones that they have And it's going surprising on. how many people, like, that you jump into, like, conversation-wise. You know, you go in their bios and, like, all of them are just crazy, like, awesome. Like, yeah. all the things that they've done or say that they've done in their bio. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, they list them off, like, oh, I've generated, like, millions of dollars in revenue using, like... Yeah, it kind of teaches you to sort of remove your... I don't know. Like, I think if, if I was going to jump on and speak, I'd kind of have to re- remove any sort of humbleness to a certain point and just be like, right, this is what I do, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Because if you're talking to some American person they're quite different in how they talk about it is quite elitist in that kind of yeah thing like that's probably one thing that i'm not sure how i feel about like if i like it or not Mm. like a lot of some people for example have that in their bio and it creates authority straight away and like you're like okay i'm gonna listen to this person what they have to say but then some people in terms of how they actually interact in some of the groups is I know everything and I'm going to talk to, talk that to you, true, yeah. not talk with you. You even learn like the different people dynamics yeah. listening to these conversations yeah. as well. I think on there, especially like a big thing is obviously, yeah, like backing yourself. And for example, in your bio, like saying what you're doing and introducing yourself and saying what you're doing, but talking with people, not talking to them. Yeah. And 21 Savage is on there. 21 Savage is <laughs> on there too. And it's awesome. It's so good. So like, honestly, like half of the time I'm on there now, it's just like, I just go in the room that he's in. It's just, it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like he's fully like this rap, like everyone knows him. Like he's 21 Savage and you can just listen to this dude and somewhere in the world, like he's sitting on his couch, like yeah, just talking to his phone and you were like a part of that. Yeah. I think it's cool. Exactly. You, you're hearing these conversations in real time. But anyway, we've spoken about Clubhouse, Clubhouse detail. Clubhouse but detail. it is an interesting chat. And I think when it comes to the adding value and networking conversation, I think Clubhouse is going to be a really good tool for that. And I can't really see many other tools that offer that virtual coffee catch-up thing like Clubhouse does. Yeah. So if you're too scared, then that might be a good place to start. It's a good place to start if you can get on there. Obviously, yeah. it's invite only for the moment. Um I think there are a few other companies starting to emerge. I think Twitter's working on a project. I think Microsoft's working on a project, the same sort of AI, same sort of um, idea as Clubhouse in terms of voice only and chatting. 
I think there's a couple other small businesses as well. The the company that if it was on shares that I would be investing in is um I know you have to put a disclaimer on because it's not financial advice. Um, no. <laughs> it's like Party Hell. Argon or like Argo. And it's the company that actually has the AI and all the data and all the frameworks and infrastructure that Clubhouse uses. Ah. And they're the ones that other companies are like getting it off. Right. See, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like that's... Data. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Very mm. interesting. Like I think they're the company that's going to grow because Clubhouse is going to be the first of the wave, but obviously... Yeah. Because it's a successful model, like other businesses are going to start doing it too. Of course, yeah. Mm, You're onto it. You nah, know, Finn I actually fully, started I fully investing. just seen this in an um, email. I just, <laughs> just email, that, I just read it. That's what, like, it's like something I feel people wouldn't even know about you either though. Like, when you came up with your Shazies app, uh, Shazies episode, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How to invest in Shazies. You've been investing for years. I only no, started I investing at the beginning of last year. You started like three years ago. No. Two well, years ago. Yeah, actually. Before the pandemic, at least. not wrong. 2019. And, yeah, and that's pretty good. I was going to say last year, but last How year. How old would you have been then? Like 18. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, two years. Too much. Pretty much two years. That's honestly wild. I love that I love that episode because I fully just took the piss. Yeah. No. Like, like with the copywriting in terms of like yeah. how to get rich with sharesies. Oh, Let's yeah. Go, like. Yeah, we all, yeah. But, like, the actual content of the episode was cool. Yeah, the content was actually really good. Like, I was happy with what I said and I thought it was pretty useful. But I just I just loved that I knew that it was going to be one of those episodes people would listen to. So I just absolutely, like, took the piss out of all the copy and stuff and all the explanations and just, I just had a fun time with it. Yeah. Well, why not? Like, it shouldn't it shouldn't be hard. But anyway, that's a whole, other, yeah, it's a whole yeah. other conversation. Tangents, tangents, tangents. <laughs> so, Getting away from what you're trying to ask me, I'm sorry. Coming to the to the end now, I've got a final question for you that um, I'm sure you'll love answering. I don't know what it is. And ah. what is success in Thank your you. eyes, Finn? What is success to me? I got you with this question last year and now you're getting me with... Yeah. Except this time there's not going to be like a muck up with the technology so I have to answer on the spot. <laughs> I think that success can be measured in two ways. I think it can be measured in many ways. But for me, I think there's like... The really obvious stock standard, like being happy with what you're doing. Mm. Um, and in terms of me... That like was I what know, I said. Yeah, it's what you said. In terms of me, like to go a little bit further than being happy, um, I think it's being able to do more of what you love and less of what you don't. Mm. So like uh, whether that's your job or whether that's like your, like your life kind of vibes. Like being able to sort out your life and organize your life so that you're doing what you like to do, things that you like to do, have fun, um, rather than like spending most of your time doing stuff you don't. I think that would be like pretty successful if you can like sort your life out like that, being happy. And then I think with, um, if we're talking about me, um, with projects and, and things that I do, I've got like goals that I set. And so that's like a tangible way to like measure success as well. Um, there's like so you the, are a goal setter. Yeah, I try to be. That's good. I I change the good goals here and there and tick them <laughs> off and then set the set the next ones. Yeah. Um, like there's like the intangible like are you happy? Are you doing what you love or are you doing what you don't love? That's like one way to look at it. And then there's the okay, um, being ranked number one or winning nationals or um, having a ten trillion dollar business like as as goals and like sort of 
checkpoints to tick off like because if you're hitting those goals and you're successful because that's mm. like what you're setting yourself to do um yeah couple couple ways to look at it but those are probably a few ways that i look at it for myself mm. i definitely i definitely don't just say like being happy like i definitely look at it in terms of how i tick off boxes as well it's yeah. a big thing for me so otherwise like, otherwise i don't do anything yeah you know? a bit more structured about it mm. I think you have to be to a certain extent, though. I mean, how else do you know that you're achieving it or on the way? Yeah, like, I think it's real easy to fall in the trap of, um, and this is, like, getting dangerous territory here. Um, I think it's real easy to fall into the trap of just being like, ah, I'm successful, I'm happy with my life. Like, and I don't mean that. Yeah, I don't mean that with any disrespect for some people because that's some people and that's, like, they're happy with that. But for me, like, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Like, I want to be like, yeah, I'm the best. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm I'm smashing it, yeah. I, I grew it to this. Now I'm growing it to that. Yeah, I I want to be like in this team. I want to make this team. I want to win this tournament. Like I don't want to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Like I'm like doing what I love. Yeah. Because like, I I'm like a competitive dude. And I like love to you know strive for the next. Yeah, strive for excellence, everywhere. Good on you. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm hey, like, hey, that would be a really good way to actually say it. Like striving for excellence mm. everywhere. Like being excellent everywhere. It's a big thing that we talk about in the touch blacks. Um, not just being a great touch player, but being like a good dude off the field too. I think that's a really important way to measure success, actually. I'm going to mm. go with that. Being excellent everywhere, not just in one element. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm like half psychoanalyzing you right now because I've been reading this book about... Oh, um, <laughs> I just gave you like five different answers too. No, Every guest comes on, they're like, this is what I think. And I listen, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so crisp and clear. And I just gave you like five different... No, but I don't think there really is a one-stop mm. shop answer for what is your definition of success that was pretty word vomit though tbh no i i actually feel like it's one of those things that you probably don't even know until you get there and then you're like oh okay yeah now i know what it is to Mm. me but as i'm trying to get there this is like what you think yeah exactly because it's always what you think until you get there and i don't even think success is necessarily a place you get to but i feel like having those feelings of success is a thing that you end up having and then yeah. you just continually it's scary for. when you do succeed because it's like what's next mm. and that's where like the goal setting comes in that's why okay well like now you need to do it again or now you need to yeah. level up because it's like that whole pursuit of perfection like you don't ever want to be perfect because then what do you do like you always want to be striving to be perfect but never getting there and just like always on that journey of getting better and better and yeah better i saw a quote about that recently and it was something like perfection you need to think about it like perfect perfection doesn't exist but you're striving as if it does yeah something like that love that mm. now where can we find you and support you and um, back your mission and striving i suppose i should plug the podcast which is at alanav e-l-l-e-n-a-v-e just in case someone was going to say alan as in like the guy's name alan like a-l-a-n or something random alanav um if you searched it up or um, me on Instagram if you want to reach out, have a yarn or pick my brain on any confusing things that I've said is Barney Barnett 01 or just search up Finn Barnett. Um, those are probably the two best places to find me. And if you want to save a whole lot of money and time and you're in flat, then go to flatessentials.co.nz. Nice plug. Oh, Love man. that. Smooth, eh? Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Finn, for your time. As always, providing that stunning value, mm. as I'm sure you'll continue to do. Looking forward to the next topic of chat and collective wisdom and see you next time. Kia ora. Thank you very much for having me. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.